Previously on Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. The streets are empty. Wind skims the void, keeping neighbors apart, as if grazing the hollow of a cut reed, or say, a plundered mailbox. A familiar note is produced. It's the one desolation plays to keep its instrument in tune. It's your 13th birthday, and as with all 12 preceding it, something feels missing from your life. The game presently eluding you is only the latest sleight of hand in the repertoire of an unseen Riddler, one to engender a sense not of mirth, but of lack. His coarse schemes are those less of a prankster than a common pickpocket. His riddle is absence itself. It is a mystery dispersing altogether, like the moon's faint reflection. With even one pebble of inquiry dropped in its black well, it is the most diabolical riddle of all. Absence diminishes little passions and increases great ones, as wind extinguishes candles and fans of fire. Walt Whitman. Yes, you are certain Walt Whitman said that. 100% positive. You have a feeling it's going to be a long day. I feel so too. Nothing happened on this page. He's just standing there. Or is everything happening? That's the question of the ages. Let's leave a surprise for the mailman. N no! No, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's glitching out or if it, that's on purpose. No, that's on purpose. Okay, yeah, no, that's, that's good. <laughs> Andrew Hussey's a big fan of that kind of twitchy animation style. It's his moment of weakness. Yeah, Iggy's thinking about shitting in that mailbox. <laughs> uh, let's see if your father left the mail in the car. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. The door is locked and your dad has the car keys. You peer in through the driver's side window. You don't see any mail, but you do see a green package. There's also something underneath of it that looks like a slip of paper. Could these items have come in the mail? You don't see anything else that's usually in the mail, like bills and coupons. Maybe your dad forgot to take this stuff inside. A spy in the kitchen. You try to get a gander through the kitchen window, but you can't see a whole lot. It seems your dad has been doing so much baking, the glass is steamed up. God, he's so weird. But you can see what's on the table just beside the window. It looks like the mail is here. Including among it is a red package, some bills, your dad's PDA... In an envelope that appears to be suspiciously labeled with the Spurb logo. Could it be? Unfortunately, the window's locked. Mm, let's go back into the kitchen. You have no other choice. You're going in. Clever disguise, it's time to work your magic. Enter. Jeez. Heartbeat. 8-bit, like, Calliope. Galio? I think Galio. so, yeah. Yeah, either way. Oh, he's got a cake! Watch out! He's got a cake! Haunting. Uh, next. Your dad sees right through your costume! You don't know what you're even thinking with this foolish disguise. You want to quip the clever disguise. Your dad wields a dreaded artifact of confection. He stands between you and the mail. There's only one way to settle this. Strife! Strife! This is an interactive page. 
You can click on those buttons to engage in RPG combat with your father. I'm gonna hit my dad with the fucking hammer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you do that and he oh pastries with the cake. Yep. Oh, or you can defend and he just tries to get you with that cake. Yeah, he, he trying to hit me with that cake. Don't smite. Let's retrieve the package and flee to your room. Sometimes the best fights are the fights you don't fight. That's true. I, the Aikford family's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot abscond. This pesky guardian is blocking your path. You'll need to engineer some sort of distraction. And now he brandishes yet another artifact of confection. The man is ruthless. You'd better brace for impact in the most comedically striking fashion possible. Equip disguise for defense. The Beagle Aegis absorbs the brunt of the treat. Looks like your dad will enjoy the prankster's gambit on that exchange, as is usually the case. Mm -hmm. Let's capture that pin tie. Wait, you want to try that one again? Pin tin. Pin tin. Let's catalog that pin tin. You take the pie tin and unequip the beagle aegis. Beagle uh, <laughs> I'm already losing it. <laughs> I'm already losing it. Everything in your Silidex is pushed uh, back a card. <laughs> the smoke pellets are ejected from the deck. Yes! This could be just the distraction you were... I, I think, okay, I think I can pronounce this right. Next? There you go! Yeah! <laughs> Nothing happens. Doesn't what that just... Huge. What the... Doesn't that just take the cake? Oh, uh, because that's the next command. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. I can do the jokes too. Yeah. When two great forces oppose each other, the victory will go to the one that knows how to yield. Oscar Wilde. Wise words by a man who could likely resist everything but temptation. The cake forces Colonel Sasker's text out of your Stilidex. Next. Sasker, you beautiful bastard! Now's your chance! The book smashed the smoke pellets, and now oh, they yeah. pop. Yeah, that's... See, that, that, that's the adventure game in there. Yeah, exactly. Let's abscond. Now that your dad is busy placating the smoke detector, you can safely sneak away. You gotta take that PDA. You snag your dad's PDA. Maybe later you'll switch the background image to something hilarious as a prank. Besides, it may come in handy later. Your spare catchalog card is forced out of the Silidex and consequently integrated with the deck. You now have five cards to work with. Remember when PDAs were a thing? Yeah, I remember <laughs> when PDAs were a thing in the days before smartphones. Yeah. Let's take the package. Yeah. This red package is addressed to you. Also take the envelope. Uh, you got the sperm beta. Yeah. Da -da -da -da. We, we no longer have the silly disguise. That's true. We lost the disguise, but we completed the first mission of this game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's exit that kitchen. I'm reinvigorated. Yeah. yeah we're back out into the kitchen. and One of the arms has fallen off of the Harlequin. He seems okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> Although it has the nearly black and white nature of this comic has left it look quite grisly. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Let's get that cake on the couch. Let's get the cake on the couch. What just happened to my browser? Where'd it go? There it is. You catch-log the cake on the couch, expelling the pie tin from the bottom card. The pin tin. The pin tin, yeah. 
Mm. Let's combine the cakes to make a double-decker cake. You merge the two cakes across all five cards. Everything in your Silidex is smushed between the cakes. Why don't you think these things through first? I don't know things. <laughs> I don't know things. Luke, come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's retreat upstairs. All right. We're back into a, a hallway I don't think we've seen before. It's got Harry Anderson in his smug face smiling at us. His tip fedora. <laughs> yeah. You pause at the juncture and head down the hall. You're going to need something to clean up the mess you're about to make by dissecting this cake. To the left is the bathroom. To the right is your dad's room. It's locked, and you're forbidden from ever entering. He has secrets. Did did your parents lock their door? Um, sometimes. Did they? Okay, well, I mean, what... Did they lock it when they weren't in there? Um, hmm. I, well, we didn't have, like, keyed doors, so... Right. Okay. I, I think I'd, I'd find that hard to believe. Like, hard to... Yeah. Like, see that they could do that? Oh, oh, that's true, yeah. I'm just... The idea that your dad would keep his door locked at all times is a little, a little weird. Uh, yeah, but, like, yeah, they were definitely like, hey... Don't come in here. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, yes. it, it was it was not a a physical lock. It was more right. of a mental lock. That's true. Yeah, I, I definitely when I was real little, like I don't think I was banned from going in there. Just like, why would I? Yeah. No toys in there. No, yeah, no toys. <laughs> no toys. No toys. Let's go to the bathroom and grab a towel. All right. Oh, God, he's got, like, a clown rug in the bathroom. Yeah. You enter the bathroom. You see the backyard from the window. The jewel in its crown is the swing set, which has provided you with years of joy. There's also a spring-mounted pogo ride, which has been responsible for more than one painful injury, and has provided you with years of lament. On the sink is your dad's razor. On the rack to the side is a fresh towel. Something I forgot to mention, you can see, like, the, the pogo ride is the same design as John's shirt. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a Japanese knockoff of Slimer. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I, yeah. I, I do, I did just distinctly remember a kind of weird intersection with my wife in Homestuck, as often as the uh -huh. case. Sure. Which was, there is a quick, like, one-week meme on Tumblr. Uh-huh. Where there were different fandoms and they were making their own version of Homestuck. Like characters, oh. okay, that were based around their fandom. Oh yeah, I remember that totally. And so I made one for Giant Bomb. Oh great! <laughs> uh, I I don't remember what happened to it, although I do remember um, that I was people immediately hated it, <laughs> lovingly hated it. Right, right. Uh, which is the same as the time I made Giant Bomb My Little Ponies. Oh. You're a monster. I, I am. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that person anymore. I, I yeah. make other horrible things, like this podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was gonna say this podcast is like your penance for that. Uh, let's remove the PDA envelope and package from the cake. All right. This is, uh, you take the razor and use it to perform surgery on the cake. You take the towel and clean off the extracted goods. Let's retrieve those items. The items force the manhandled cake into the toilet. 
And just like that, your Silidex is full again. God, this thing is annoying. Yeah. There's something I deeply dislike about all that cake in the toilet. I've seen some videos of cakes in toilets. <laughs> I'm not going to follow up on that. I, I will say, like, the other two were bullshit. That is not bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I believe you, which is why I'm not going to follow up on it. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing wrong. It's nothing, uh-huh. nothing sick. Okay. It's just sometimes you got to see videos of dudes <laughs> putting cakes on toilets <laughs> just to feel something. <laughs> Let's go to the bedroom. <laughs> Let's go to the bedroom. Uh, looks like he's getting some pastures on his computer. But uh, first, let's admire that failure to launch poster. I I admired it earlier. Let's truly admire it. I just feel really close to you. So where do you see us going? Well, tonight I see us going back to my place. (laughs) Trent, as long as you're up, son. Oh, come on, Pop. You two have fun. You live with your parents? Is that a problem? Yeah. You're not usually into chick flicks, but Matthew McConaughey's cool charisma would salvage any heap of smoldering wreckage. This is your McConaughey wall, a casual shrine to an amazing actor. The film above that one is a lot better, you think. Can you see her? I want you to picture a little girl. Now imagine she's white. You got us, Matthew. Your smooth talking exposed our latent racism. Damn, you're good. This is also kind of... I, I guess I don't know much about Matthew McConaughey, but he is much more of a serious, well-regarded actor now. Well, yeah, because True Detective happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Is it fun looking back? Yeah, it's... Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of uh, weirdly... It's dated, but not in the way that you might think it would be. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, th- who's going to predict that Matthew McConaughey is suddenly going to be this super well-respected guy? Who ha- makes weird commercials for cars. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that doesn't make failure to launch a better movie. No, so. no it doesn't. Uh, I remember um, Andrew Hussey has talked a lot about it where... He deliberately tried to pick some references. Anytime he referenced pop culture, he tried to make it stuff that was already dated so that it wouldn't become irrelevant. Hmm. And obviously that didn't always work. Yeah. Like the ghost dad poster. Yeah. But in most cases, I think it works all right. Yeah, it it, it, it doesn't lend to like a timelessness feel, but it does make it easier to go back. Right, I mean, if he was making fun of movies that, like, were just flash-in-the-pan shitty movies in 2009 mm-hmm. that no one remembers anymore, that'd be a little different than, yes. you know, Contact. Contact. Which... Contact is forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, watch that movie in science class. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, it was near the end of the year where, like, everyone stopped right, caring. Right. I remember just uh, in our chemistry class in high school... Anytime the teacher just wasn't feeling it, we would watch an episode of CSI. Because <laughs> uh, they're using chemistry to solve yeah, no, crimes. Yeah, I, did. I, can, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> um, I do also distinctly remember watching The Day After Tomorrow in science class. Nice. I remember watching, um, on another crime serial note, watching Numbers in math class Oh, jeez. Which was CSI, but with math. Yeah. 
Uh, and then also I remember watching the Spanish version of Mean Girls in Spanish class. Oh, man. Uh, see, uh, that one I can at least, I mean, listen, what does it matter what you're watching as long as it's Spanish? Yeah. Um, you're learning something. Yeah, and like, you know, I, I can respect that, but maybe a bit yeah. more than the the day after tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you see that movie? Uh, uh, I think I have, but it's been They a outrun time. cold in that movie. <laughs> I feel like that's an important thing to mention at this juncture. Um, it's an Emmerich. Is that like a Tom Clancy movie? No, that's, um, it's a, like, apocalypse movie. Right, yeah, I just didn't, for some reason I thought it was in the same, like, continuity as, like, the sum of all fears. No, it, it definitely sounds like a yeah. Tom Clancy or Tom Clancy-like, mm-hmm. uh, like, if, if, if there was a Ghost Recon game right. <laughs> named Day After Tomorrow... I, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this conversation is is now boring me. Let's check Pester Chum. <laughs> Let's check Pester Chum. I'm trying to move it along. <laughs> yeah, all right. So now we've got uh, Garden Gnostic began pestering ectobiologist. That is uh, the other female character of our core four, so I'll let you take that one. Okay, and do you want to just uh, take over Turntable God? Uh, that's up to you. Um, okay. The, they're going to talk to each other, so I'll let you take your pick. Um, it doesn't seem like they're talking to each uh, I'll, 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 I'll stick with TG. Alrighty. Um, and I'll, yeah, I'll take GG as well. Alright. GG and TG. Yep. Hi! Happy birthday, John! <laughs> Hello! Okay, we'll talk to you later. I like I that is something that carries over from the old version of this show. I love anytime someone tries to pronounce an emoticon. <laughs> it, it it's written there. Yeah. You got to read what's on the page. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gardenostic ceased pestering ectobiologist at 1656. Turn to Godhead began pestering ectobiologist at 1640. Hey, GG is looking for you. Why are you even so popular all of a sudden? It's a, some sort of special occasion or something? Did you do something to curry favor with the ladies? Did you break your leg on a puppy or some shit? <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? Turn Deck Godhead is now an idle chum. I discovered a comet's gonna destroy the Earth, and it was named after me. And now I'm famous, and everyone wants to talk to me a lot. No, stop. Just, no. Don't talk about your awful, stupid movies or make reference to them. Your gross bro, man bro crush on Matthew McConaughey is unsavoring thing to behold. It's spelled McConaughey. Mm. Uh, sounds like a noise a horse would make. I.e. dumb. Ex- equally dumb are all those pictures of that clown you're hanging up. Those are my dad's. I was talking about Nick Cage. Oh, what? No, man. Cage is sweet. So sweet. Haha, <laughs> so lame. You don't even like him ironically or anything. This is like for real, isn't it? <laughs> I do things ironically sometimes. What about what I sent you for your birthday? No, those are awesome. What? No, they're stupid, which was the joke. The ironic joke, get it? Wait, you're actually wearing them, aren't you? I'm wearing them ironically because they're awesome. The fact that they're ironic makes them awesome and vice versa. And you taking notes on how it would be cool? Jesus, get a fucking pin. You 
do realize they touched Ben Stiller's weird sort of gaunt face at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, speaking of which, did you get the mail? Yeah. Did there happen to be a package for you? Yeah, there's a big red one. You should probably open it. I would, but it's trapped into the spur beta, so I'll probably open it after I install the beta. Oh, man, the beta came? Yeah, want to play it? Ha, no way. Why not? It sounds so hells of boring. Just get TD to play it. She is all about that. Where'd she go? Uh, internet's blinking in and out. Probably be back online soon. Oh, Christ in a sidecar. Are you still using stack modus? Seriously, dude. You need to bone up on your data structures. That shit is just ridiculous. Okay, I will. Let's open the browser and go to MS Paint Adventures. All right, you decide to space out on the computer for a while before doing anything important. You open the typhiest web browser and direct it to what is indisputably the most amazing website ever created. <laughs> Next. The new adventure's okay, but you're not sure if you like it as much as the last one. I this can, is... Yeah, the, yeah. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, in universe, MS Paint Adventures uh, has a story going on called the Midnight Crew, which was sort of a side thing that sprung out of Problem Sleuth. They're like the evil Problem Sleuthers. Mm -hmm. They're a bunch of like '30s era mobster guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's install the Spurb beta. You decide it's time for less meta and more beta. You insert the CD and install the Spurb beta. Next. Spur version 0.0.1. Copyright Skynet Systems Incorporated. All rights reserved. Spurb client is running, waiting for server to establish connection. Oh. What the fuck is this? Let's butt up on data structures. And you know it's a beta if it launches like a command line. No, yeah, like that thing. That is not like a beta in the uh the modern sense. No, that is that doesn't even look like an alpha. No, yeah, that's it's point oh point oh. <laughs> yeah. You go to your closet where you keep a lot of clothes and an array of handy computer programming guides. So you can see all of these names are terrible puns. Yeah. You've got carrot cake, tilde ath, till death, disasterisk. And then the other ones are just actual programming books. Mm. Let's read the data structures book, even though it is seems to be covered in something. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Okay, this is going to be weird. Okay. I feel, I feel, I feel like I... Oh. I, what? I may have heard something about time travel. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> Data Structures for Assholes by Buckminster Funny Uncle. I think my rage just crapped its pants. Your ignorance just made me throw up a little. Get a clue, you computer illiterate piece of shit. Free fetch modus and back. Uh, I like the quote is from Funny Uncle himself. <laughs> yes, by Buckminster Funny Uncle. That's You're not sure you really want to dig into this huge tome. It looks really boring and kind of ornery. Maybe I'll just check out that free modus instead. Let's get the free fetch modus. You turn to the back inside cover, where a free fetch modus is included in a plastic sleeve. This one is dictated by the logic of a queue data structure, operating on a first-in, first-out method, rather than a first-in, last-out method of a stack. Let's apply the fetch modus to silly decks. Alright. 
Items catch-logged in your Silidex are no longer immediately accessible. You can only use the item on the bottom card and must wait for items on upper cards to be pushed back to it. For instance, the red package is now inaccessible. You can only use the razor at the moment. This modus doesn't strike you as a significant upgrade to your previous one. In fact, it almost seems more inconvenient. You figure you may as well give it a chance, though. Actually, let's switch back to stack modus. You suddenly wonder if that's even possible. You don't remember if you ever had a physical card for the stack modus. You find this all to be a little abstract, and you'd prefer not to think about it too much. Let's put down the razor. Put it down? You're not quite sure you understand. <laughs> I'm hungry, so I'm eating chips. Sorry. All right, great. Cut this out. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> One more chip. Yep. Eat them chips. Let's pick up two items. Pick up two items. You capture log one of the cakes. You finally found a use for all these loitering pastries. Dead weight. Let's get that other cake. The second cake causes the razor to launch out of the front of your Silidex. Oh, good lord. That beautiful face. You wish the razor would have failed to launch. It went right into his poster of McConaughey. In, in the hit movie, A Time to Kill. Yeah. Let's get, let's get some more stuff. You open your magic chest and catalog one of your favorite books of all time, Wise Guy by Mike Cavaney. There goes the fresh towel. Better go grab those cuffs. You take the trick handcuffs, expelling the PDA like a bullet. Oh. Uh, it's out the window. Right out the window. God Damn it. Next. Yeah. Oh, I read I read it already. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say next, you got ahead of me. Ah. Let's open up that package. From E two E B from TG. <laughs> you examine the package. It's from one of your internet chums. It's bound in packing tape though. You need something sharp to open it. Ah, of course. The razor. It's all so simple. You wonder why you didn't get razor. And the package went out of his inventory. Aw. Pick up the package again. Let's take this from the top now. A cake is smashed into his wall. Uh, I feel like the velocity at which these items leave his inventory is increasing. Yeah. Let's capitalize those grass shards. This is a great idea. <laughs> you take three glass shards in quick succession and duck for cover. Your Silidex rains devastation on your room from above. And now that your cards are packed with glass, you probably don't want to do that again anytime soon. Uh, next. You should probably go get that stuff before you forget. All of his shit's out on the lawn now. The, the handcuffs have somehow handcuffed a tree. Yes. There's a cake out in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. Let's use the razor on the red package. You open the package. There's something suspicious inside. Something suspiciously dirty and smelly. Ooh, next. It's a stuffed bunny. Much like the one held hostage briefly by Malkovich's Cyrus the Virus while taunting hard luck protagonist Cameron Poe. And strikingly similar to the one scooped up from the soot of a burning Vegas strip by Cage's Poe and offered to his daughter, a gesture symbolic of a tattered exterior surrounding a heart of gold. Poe wasn't much to look at. 
But he was a good man. But no, this is not merely like that bunny. According to this note of authenticity, it's the very same bunny. This is so awesome. <gasps> That's the plot of Con Air. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, I didn't know because you said you hadn't seen it. I, I, I picked up enough. All right, fair enough. I've seen a pod. I've listened to a podcast about it. <laughs> You've seen a podcast, have you? Listen. Yeah. You don't need to do with this, me like this. <laughs> and also, for real, I may have to head out soon because I got work oh, in the yeah. morning. That's totally fine. But let's check the status of the spur beta. Yeah. All right. Looks like your computer is trying to get your attention. Let's look at the monitor. Uh, client has established connection with host. Press enter when ready. Do you want to call it? Yeah, we can call it there. Okay. All right. Next time. <laughs> Next time. We're going to check that Fester Chum window, find out what's going on with this crazy video game. I'm going to save my game. Yeah. That's how that works, right? Uh, yes, but it sometimes acts up a little bit. Okay. I'm sure we can... Yeah. Okay. All right, this is a successful experiment into the reboot of Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right. I hurt all over. <laughs> Yay. We're back from what was probably just a short break to the listener's perspective because I'm probably going to be cutting in audio from our first recording session into this episode. Hey. Hey, how about that? The, the magics magic of technology. Of yeah. <laughs> we went to the exact same place with that. <laughs> Good deal. All right. So, yeah, John's looking at his monitor. He's got this, this Skynet spurb window up. Uh, a client has established connection with his host. Ashley, what's our next command? Let's check that pester chum window. All right. So this time we've got tentacle therapist and ectobiologist. So I'll let you take TT. Okay. It looks like you managed to retrieve the beta. Excellent. I'm going to try to connect. Whoa, okay, but I just got the most awesome present. The rabbit? So sweet. I've heard tales of this wretched creature often. So American legend is practically... In I don't really know that word. TT likes big words. Ensconced. Okay. 
ensconced in the fold of my personal mythology by now. <laughs> what? Why don't we focus on the matter at hand? Oh, the game, okay. I don't really know how this works. What am I even looking at here? You're running the client application. I'm running the server, so I'm the host user. I've established connect with you. This is sufficient for us playing the game. Oh, okay then. Why don't we get started? Press I, enter. I don't make Alright, the window's fading away to some kind of installer screen. Now we just gotta wait. I think it just fades into that and then... Now we gotta wait. Oh, we have to wait for the load? I think that's what the next page is, is the installing. Now we have to wait. Now we have to wait? <laughs> next. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> this song was my ringtone for a long time. So much of those are just, uh, like, almost like Sims jokes. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Sims-inspired, where it's just, like, pinpointing books, sharing ridge pipes, that kind of nonsense. I'm sure someone has gone through all of this and tried to connect it with another part in Homestuck. Oh, probably, yeah, I'm sure if we went to the wiki right now, we could find an exhaustive list of all these jokes. And they're just meant to be seen, like, for a split second before you know what you're looking at. Boom. Spurb! Someone did point out that Spurb is just, it's suburb? Yeah. 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 Oh, is that because someone that we know was shocked by that idea earlier today? Yes. <laughs> interface buttons we do have interface buttons we've got the select cursor the revise cursor deploy fernalia registry grist cache uh, we can explore the athenium or the alchemy excursus mm. let's just select the magic chest let's select the magic chest so wait tt has used the cursor to Pick up and drag John's magic chest around in maybe real life? Maybe? Let's zoom out. Let's get yeah. a, a wider perspective on this. Yeah. She's zooming out and she can see like the outside of his house now. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Let's drop that chest. It's going on to the roof. Yeah. Whoa, what are you doing? Oh. Sorry, I'm just gonna feel for the controls. Is my magic chest on the roof now? Yes. Uh. I will try to be more careful next time. <laughs> okay, so yeah, she can. She is basically playing The Sims with her friend's house. It's the Sims music. Is it? Okay. It's the Sims by music. Or my, like, bad recollection of it. If John is not careful, he's going to go into a swing pool and she's going to delete all the ladders. John, get the card. Oh, yeah, because there was, like, a card under his chest. Oh. You find your missing stack fetch modus and quickly reapply it to your Silidex. 
You can now opt for either the stack or queue modus anytime. You toggle between your fetch modi with gleeful abandon. So now he can get the first or last item in his inventory. That's handy. He's getting there, little by little. Yep. A boy's turning into a capsog man. <laughs> Next. Okay. It looks like your dad's leaving again for more baking supplies. You're relieved to have the house to yourself again, if only for a few minutes. You just hope he doesn't notice the magic chest on the roof. Or all the shit you threw out the window, for that matter. Um, select the stuff in the yard and move it back into the room, TT. Hey, do you think you could do me a favor? Can you grab all that stuff outside my broken window and bring it in for me? I'll give it a shot. Thanks! Uh, no luck. It appears to be out of range. I'm guessing it's too far away from you, the player. Ah. With a little frowny face. Yeah. Colon C. Yeah. Let's select John. Select John! <laughs> you cannot select a player! John abjures the meddlesome cursor. What if you can see the cursor? I don't know. Is it's that ever addressed? I don't think it is. Or is he just feeling like a tug on him? Right, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. I, I You cannot tell me about Homestuck at this moment? <laughs> well, they, I'll be honest with you. The cursor stuff doesn't stay around all that long. <laughs> There's no fanon on this? Mm, there might be fanon on it that I'm just not privy to. Mm. Let's uh, TT select the bunny. I'm going to guess he can see it, but maybe he can't. <laughs> okay. All right, she selected that bunny. Put that bunny back in the box. Put baby back in the corner. John is very happy that the reference to that movie has been fulfilled. <laughs> hey. He seems happy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's revise that room. Alright, so she switched over to the revised cursor and she just selects an area. And his room got bigger. That seems dangerous. Yeah. That seems like he could go south real easy. Yeah, or north. Yeah, if she builds you go up all kinds of directions. Yeah, I think right now it's going west or east. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know about the spatial location of John. Yeah, and we can see that outside. Yeah, oh, that is ugly looking. Yeah, no, it, it's modern. It's modern. I yes, but also it sort of clashes with the you know chapel roof that he's got. Listen. Roof. I forget. Steepled roof. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Art architecture wasn't made in a day. Takes time. That's true. Open Finalia Registry. Alright, so popping that open, there's a bunch of items. We've got the Crux Truder, the Alchemeter, and the Totem Lathe. Oh, it's it's the Fallout crafting system. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, let's deploy the totem lathe. All right. So she's dropping it on down into his room. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So did they know that this is what the game would be? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay. But he's... I think because it's kind of a cartoon world that they're more okay with it than they would be in normally. Hmm. I mean, John, so far today, has attacked his father with a hammer. True. So I think their world might work on slightly different rules than ours. 
But let's examine that totem lathe. Totem lathe. I don't know what the heck this thing does, but it looks neat. Yeah. Let's open that grist. Alright, so looks like we've got a couple different colors of crafting materials, maybe? Mm -hmm. But all we have are the blue ones right now. Yeah. It seems expanding the dimensions of your room cost us some build crist. Grist. But deploying the way did not appear to incur any expense. Looks like certain objects are freebies. Probably to help you start out. It's probably oh. set up the game. Okay, wow. What do they do? Uh, I think it's up to you to find out. All I can do is drop stuff in your home and move it around, apparently. How do I move stuff around? It sounds fun! I don't think you can as a client. You still need to install a server application. You should have received both in a separate envelope. I'm running both on my computer now. What? Did you get another envelope in the mail? No! Once you install the server and establish connection, I'm sure you will be able to manipulate my environment in the same <laughs> manner. Are you sure you didn't get it? Oh, man. I think I know where it is. Dun-dun-dun. <gasps> Dun-dun-dun. Next. Oh, Boom. it's... It's Boom. under that green box in his dad's car. Now that your room is bigger, why don't you move to the far corner? Or send the rain to the corner, maybe they can reach the items. Which you threw out your window for some reason? Good idea. What have you been doing in here all afternoon? Anyway. Uh, I was fussing with my Silidex, but I think I have it under control now. What modus do you use? Uh, I like to use trees. Oh no, that sounds so awkward. It's not exceptionally practical, but I think they're elegant. Uh, standing corner. Alright. Oh yeah, now that he's over there, the cursor gets far enough, he's got his wise guy booking PDA <gasps> Let's deploy the Crux Tutor. Tutor. Right. Oh, we also have a new inventory thing here, a pre-punched card. And she stuck it right in the doorway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, like that. That's why you have to rotate first to make sure you're not right, blocking. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's deploy the alchemistator. Why is the floor shaking? Are you dropping more stuff in my house? Yes. Uh, two more large gizmos. Sweet. What's with all these big contraptions? If I had to guess, they appear to facilitate a sort of a system involving punch card-based alchemy. Huh. To what end? I mean, what are we supposed to be doing in this game? That remains to be seen. Maybe you should go investigate. Man, John, he's too caught up in the, the old style of game. Right. Yeah, you just gotta explore. Yeah, it's all about exploring. <laughs> Let's get the PDA first before we explore. All right. You grab the PDA, switching back to stack modus so it's readily accessible. The interface is oddly sterile. No hilarious clown wallpapers or anything like that. Oops, you mean Harlequin wallpapers. A serious business application is open. It seems your dad uses it to keep tabs on various acquaintances. His fellow street performers, maybe? I guess the performing arts must really be serious business after all. These are pretty great, and this is sort of a running gag where whenever John is checking this PDA, there's usually new stupid tweets underneath of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. You, mean, you mean more serious business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a conversation where someone has dipped their morning, uh, their necktie in their morning coffee on accident. And there's an ongoing Twitter thread, serious business thread, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, where people are offering advice on how to solve this problem. Um, I, I remember the, fir- the first time I, I tried to read Homestuck. Um, I, it was late at night, and I'd been reading a lot of it. And you know what the mind, what happens to the mind at that point? Sure. Um, but I thought Pipe Fan Four One Three was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I think that it was the fact that not only you know he is espousing his love of pipes, right? But apparently there are four hundred and twelve other Pipe fans. Ah. Well, see, I think, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or off of it, but uh, much like Lost, Homestuck has some numbers that always recur, and 413 is one of them because it started on April 13th. Oh. Uh, so, for instance, it's about four 13-year-olds. And so, yeah, usually if there's a number, it's going to be a 413. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I have to get out my notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, that's what I'm here for. Well, let's install Pester Chum on this serious business PDA. All right. This should be useful. Now you can keep tabs on your chums while you wander around the house. Let's uh, go out to the balcony. Hey, I'm out on the balcony now. I'm messaging from my dad's PDA. The one you threw into the yard? No, I'm telling you, it jumped out of my syllabex like a frightened weasel. What were you doing with it in the first place? I'm not sensing a lot of regard for your personal property of others. Is this how your pent-up frustration with your father's manifests itself? What? No, those were all accidents. Please take your psycho-babblery elsewhere, miss. Your bathroom is a mess. Did you do that? Oh, man. See, this isn't cool. All this snooping nonsense. There's a cake in the toilet. Yes, there is. I'm tempted to clean it up for you. Okay, if that'll satisfy your weird OCD complex, then go ahead. My obsessive-compulsive disorder complex? Can a disorder be a complex? In your case, probably. Sounds complicated. Anyway... I'm going to have to look at this enormous platformy thing while you're... While, wow. I'm going to have a look at this enormous platformy thing you put on the balcony. For once I didn't mess up. Yeah, it was <laughs> my fault. It's you. <laughs> Next. Or examine Alchemator in a cautious manner. You have no idea what to do with this thing. You can't find any controls for it. Having exhausted all other possibilities, you just decide to stand on it. This isn't very cautious of you, actually. I, so, I hadn't scrolled down yet. I was about to make a crack about how that wasn't cautious. <laughs> well played, Andrew Hussey, well played. <laughs> He's one step ahead of you. Yeah. It's like a, I've been watching a lot of Until Let's Plays. Mm-hmm. It's great to see everyone stay, say stuff and then have the game comment on the stuff they just said. Right, right. And the most popular one being the dog marriage. Oh, yeah, and then they read the side. Yes, you read that right. It's like, oh, <laughs> Let, Let's just look through the telescope. It's a clear, sunny day. Nothing out of the ordinary to report. 
At least, not beyond the walls of your own home. John, you should not point a telescope directly yeah, that, at the Yeah, that is some bad... That is that's, dangerous. That's some bad telescoping. Yeah, gosh. And also, if, if this is... Uh, nothing out of the ordinary for him, then this must be a, a very different world. Well, he's saying nothing out of the ordinary beyond his own home. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The weird shit is contained within that <laughs> radius. Yeah, all those Harlequins. That's yeah. the weird shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's grab the soiled... Uh, let's have TT grab the soiled toilet. Oh, well, she just ripped the entire toilet out from the ground. Well, it, Whoops. Whoops, what? Next. What was that noise? Is this something I should go investigate? No, I have it under control. You can keep playing with your telescope. So now she's just moved the toilet into the backyard. Keep staring directly into the sun, John. <laughs> you won't be able to see anything wrong with your house. Yeah, exactly. Now let's investigate. Have John investigate. Oh, jeez. Ah! I think I can patch it up. Just give me a little space. Why don't you have a look at the Cruxtruder? The, the what? The thing I put in your living room. Let's hop down that hole. You jump down to the utility room. <laughs> There's a little action pose as he lands. Damn! Let's get the sledgehammer and the card. You take the sledgehammer and the capsulog card, combine the two, and quickly apply it to your striped specimens. You think it's cool that things don't always have to be a federal fucking issue. Next. It's finally starting to get the hang of things. It looks like another one of your chums is pestering you on your PDA. Let's answer that chum. That's oh, Garden Gnostic, who we haven't really heard from yet. Garden Gnostic began pestering ectobiologists at 1725. <laughs> John, did you get your package? Get my package? Oh, hey! No, not yet. Darn, are you sure? It was in a green box. Oh, yes, but it's in my dad's car and he's still out at the store. He should be back soon. Great! So what are you up to today? Hmm? I am up to my neck in this sperb stuff. TT is making a royal mess of my house. L-O-L. What sperb? Oh, it's this game. It's okay, I guess. I'm still figuring it out. Whoa, what was that? What was what? There's a loud noise outside my house. It sounded like an explosion. Wow, really? Uh, I'll go outside and look. Oh, man. All right, but be careful, okay? I will. Gnostic ceased pestering. 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 Pestering ectobiologist in 1728. Uh, might as well check on the crux shooter. Oh, hell no. You put this thing in front of the door? There's a door there? Um, yeah? I didn't see it. I just thought it fit nicely into that groove. You mean you thought it was elegant? Okay, well, what do I do with this thing? Hello? What are you doing up there now? Oh, fuck. <laughs> she just ripped the, the bathtub out now, too. This is not going well. Oh, oh shit. Oh, fucking Annie. <laughs> Let's examine the wheel. When you turn the wheel, something seems to be pushing up from underneath the lid. But you aren't strong enough to make the lid come off. Let's put the bathtub in the driveway. 
On the tub's journey to the driveway, the connection is interrupted. Let's, oh man, let's scold TT. You can see me, right? Tell me what's wrong with this picture. He's just standing in a bathtub in the middle <laughs> of his hall. I don't know, that seems alright. Yeah. Sorry, I keep losing the wireless signal. Must be the weather. I'd look for a stronger signal in another part of the house, but I'd rather not risk an encounter with my mother. I about threw a cloud of gin and derision once already this evening. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yes, cake, jesters, unflattering love and support. Quite a road to hoe there. Though I suppose I complacent for not informing social services about your situation. I know. What about going outside? Maybe you can catch a neighbor's signal. Uh, this presents the same problems. Also, it's remaining... Rain, whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I've also had a bit of that gin. Just from the cloud, it, it gets in. It's secondhand gin. <laughs> also, it's raining, remember? And dark. It's dark already? Yes, the sun has already had its way with us here and on these coasts. Its lurid glare has moved on to younger time zones. <laughs> uh, okay? Let's hit the crux shooter with a sledgehammer. If I remember right, John lives in Seattle and TT lives near Boston. Mm. John seems like Seattle guy. Yeah. <laughs> From what I know, people in Seattle. Uh-huh. They usually uh, attack their parents with hammers and throw cakes out their windows. Uh, I, I do know they have the usually have the hammer uh -huh. okay. combat thingy. <laughs> All right. John's Need trying to hit it with that sledgehammer, but he's a weak little boy. Need some help. TT picks up the sledgehammer. Oh, with the cursor? She yeah. bops, and they bop the, the thing. That's teamwork. Teamwork. Next. Oh, it's freaking out. <gasps> Some kind of spazzy light ball shot out of it. Uh, next. What is this thing? And what's that clock counting down to? I've been looking at the game FAQ walkthrough to figure some of this stuff out. Hold on while I read further. Okay. All of these walkthroughs are extremely short. None progress made further than this point. Weird. Well, I mean, it is a new game. True. Not that the lid is off, you will need to extrude some Cruxite. Alright. Let's turn that wheel again. Let's turn it. You extrude one Cruxite dowel. Let's get that Cruxite. Alright, he's got it. It's Silidexed. I feel like we should be hurrying. That countdown is making you nervous. John? Oh, your PDA is trapped in the Cruxite right now, isn't it? Anyway, it looks like you're going to need this card, too. Oh, boy. This is this is not a good inventory system. It's not. Takes the card out. Yep. Tosses it oh, down. Yeah. It's got like an apple on it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I said deploy pre-punch card, but... You didn't, but I knew uh, what you were doing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Let's get the card. <clears throat> a shard of glass expelled from the deck and maims the Harlequin doll. <gasps> now it looks like a shark fin in the pie tin. Oh, yeah. Nothing worse than a pie shark. And also, I said pie tin without losing it. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Capture log that fanciful Harlequin. You take two fanciful Harlequins. The additional useless freight pushes your PDA to the last card. You then switch to the Q modus so you can access the PDA. More glass shrapnel flies from the deck. And because this thing wasn't creepy enough, now it's got a bunch of weird gashes and scars all over it. Mm. Next. This thing keeps following me around. I think it's trying to talk to me or something? This is probably the Colonel Sprite. Apparently needs to be prototyped. Twice, actually. Whatever the hell that means. These walkthroughs are horrendously written. Hmm. Okay. Well, you're the one with the cursor, so just do whatever you think's the right thing to do. Also, fix my bathroom. Um, remember when game FAQs was, like, a big thing? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I still use it a lot because the alternative is generally YouTube walkthroughs, and I hate them. Hmm. Now, now game FAQs is mostly known for be people being angry. Yeah, that's true, too. But well, they still I have those FAQs up there. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure it's also known for people being angry back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's drop that maimed Harlequin into the Colonel Sprite. This I... seems like good stuff. Yeah, I don't agree with this course of action, but I'm not the one with the cursor. TT is. I wonder if this was a user suggestion or if this was when Hussey started taking over. No, Hussey did not start taking over until the year one anniversary. Okay. But something he talked about a lot with Problem Sleuth is that at a certain point, the comic got popular enough that he could kind of do whatever the hell he wanted, and odds were somebody suggested the thing he wanted to do anyway. Um, I, I think that he, in Problem Sleuth, I remember, because I have those books and yeah. the commentary on that, uh, he once slipped in one that no one had asked for, just to see if anyone would notice, <laughs> and no one did. Yeah. Well, and you also notice Homestuck makes much more use of the next command than Problem Sleuth did. Yeah. Which, those aren't anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do miss, like, the whole gun, key, boondoggle. Yeah. Yeah. Where, uh, in Problem Sleuth, things would constantly switch back and forth between being one item or another. Uh, I almost, uh, I still may at some point do a, a Problem Sleuth cosplay where I just had a key with me. Uh-huh. And then I would try to get it, like, you know, like, when you go to conventions, they'll wrap up something if it's a weapon. Oh, I see. And you'd ask them to, like, peace bond your key? Yes. <laughs> I thought that would be funny. Yeah. Uh, next. The Colonel Sprite has been prototyped with the Harlequin doll. And so now we have, like, a floating clown head with a floating hand. This seems like a good idea. This seems like it's going to turn out fine. I disagree. <laughs> oh, it's... The man who speaks in hands. Oh, God. No, the Undertale references just don't stop coming. <laughs> uh. Or... Or is Undertale just full of Homestuck references? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I still can't understand this thing's gobbledygook. That was only the tier one prototyping. Uh, there's still another tier to this prototyping process. But for all we know, merely advances the entity through increasingly esoteric states of linguistics. The clock is ticking. We don't have time for this asinine tomfoolery. This unmitigated poppycock. Extravagant hogwash. Okay, stop. 
Stop typing whatever silly thing you're typing. I'm going upstairs to the big platformy thing. The alchimeter? What? Try to learn the lingo. See, in that instance, I am John and you are TT. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's use the pre-punt card with the alchimeter. There's no slot for a card anywhere to be found on the alchimeter. The Colonel Sprite followed you upstairs. Da, 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 da. I, I, fe I feel like that's what that sounds like. Yeah, I I hate it, but also you're probably right. <sighs> Just weird laughing noises. It's a Harlequin. Yeah. Uh, explore Athenium. <clears throat> Acquiring a Cruxite Dal seems to have populated the Athenium with one item. A perfectly generic object. Hmm. Catalog that telescope. You snatch the telescope from its tripod. Who knows? It might be useful. But more importantly, it pushes the Cruxite to the last card, making it available for tinkering. The PDA is predictably jettisoned into the yard over the neighbor's fence. Ooh. Mm. Come on, John. Get your shit together. Get your shit together, man. Uh, put Cruxite on weird pattern on alchimeter. You place the Cruxite Dow on the alchimeter's small pedestal. Something's happening. <gasps> All right, the Next. Big old robot arms scanning the thing. It's like shooting lasers. Yeah, shooting lasers at the Cruxite. John's just staring, watching. Yep. Well, maybe staring at it. He's kind of like looking at us. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just eh, staring at the eh? sun again. What do you think of the... Yeah, exactly. He's blind. Don't worry about what he's looking at. <laughs> Get through by sound and touch. Yeah. I, we can... Let's be generous and assume that it has a tinted lens. Okay. <laughs> uh, next. All right. You set the alchemeter to cast three perfectly generic objects for some reason, expending a total of six units of build grist. These things look completely useless. What a waste. Out of the corner of your eye, you notice there's something in the sky. So, well, I guess it's like a crafting kind of deal? Yeah. It's I say that table. like I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Look, no, this is good. You have to feign ignorance. Right, exactly. I'm talking on your level. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who don't know nothing about Homestuck. Right. This, homes this Homestuck dealio. Yeah. Let's switch Modus to use the telescope to inspect the sky. Switch back to the stack Modus and get a closer look with your telescope. Whatever it is, the Colonel Sprite seems particularly agitated about it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Oh, there's something up there now. Let's... A glint to it. Yeah. Oh, next. That, that's a meteor. That's a that's a meteor. And the the clock, the countdown clock from the uh, extruder is like next to it. Yeah, it's countdown from three ten. Yeah. Three five. Three oh five. Three oh three. Mm. Three oh two. Three oh one. Three. Oh, it's, it's back to three ten. We're good. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's a loop. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry, that's never gonna hit us. <laughs> Out of this saved. page, at least. As long as we stay here forever, the meteor will never reach us. Yep. Next. <laughs> yeah, but we can't. <laughs> You're no astronomer, but its trajectory looks sus 
suspiciously head-on with your current perspective. This is a troubling development. Let's high-five that Colonel Sprite. He's been hanging there for so long. <laughs> you figure you left him hanging long enough. But they've been hanging. Let's... Yeah, you know, that's true. We don't know how this weird ball of clown energy identifies. Oh, goddammit, hussy. Beat me to it again. Oh, yeah, no, I was just reading the narration. Oh. <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking at his concerned face. Yeah. But still <laughs> high-fiving. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Attempt to adjust a unit of build grist. It's tempting, because they strongly resemble rock and blue raspberry gushers. However, units of Bilgrist are a gaming abstraction and do not seem to exist in the physical plane. There's apparently no crisis so imminent that'll deter you from contemplating idiotic and frivolous actions. I think, uh, I remember when this page first went up, I lost my shit pretty hard on it. <laughs> uh, his face is pretty good. Yeah. I love that it's this, it's specifically, like, it's got gushers with the, the redo your room sweepstakes. <laughs> Uh, so, we talked about this earlier, he probably had to pay for that, right? Had to pay for what? And when he made the book, did he, he had to pay for the fruit gusher to redo your room. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, hmm. My, maybe. Does this constitute <laughs> fair use? I don't know. I, I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't know if he's parodying gushers in this way. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, let's not think about it anymore. Let's go yeah. next. Uh-oh. His dad's home. Oh, your dad's getting home. John? What did you do with the PDA this time? I'm working on the bathroom, but we are running low on build grist. Let's revise the bathroom. Alright, she... Oh, well, she fixed the holes in the floor. Yep. That's something. Uh, next. Yeah. And Dad has figured out that the front door is barred and that there's a toilet in his yard. You know, it's time for Dad to learn about the world. Yeah. Uh, let's have John run to his room and contact Heathy through Pissed Chum. It looks like two chums have been trying to message you. Oh. Let's answer the chums. Alright. TT seems the more pressing of the two, though. Yeah. I'm working on the bathroom, you, but we are running low on build grist. That's like a last time. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, who cares about the bathroom? Now there's a meteor heading for my house. I see. Do you suppose it has anything to do with the game? I, I don't know. Maybe. What do I do? I think it's very likely. Uh, the walkthrough is vaguely suggests an independent threat before the end. The always poorly constructed sentences become even more curt and ambiguous. As I've written hastily with a sense of alarm, actually there's a dedication to updating the walkthrough under certain circumstances is admirable. Wow. Fascinating! <laughs> that's, a, my, that's why I tend to pronounce those uh, five question marks. <laughs> if the meteor is a game construct, I think the only thing to do is proceed and try to solve the dilemma on the game's terms. Try using the live. It says you can use the card on it, but it isn't more specific than that. Okay, I'll do that. Really, it's more a label for me to read this drivel. 
If we're any more brain, brain will be need to spood fed from a jar or blow spirit bubbles in a high chair. I think I'll write my own walkthrough. That is, we make sure you don't die. Turntech Godhead began pestering ectobiologists at 1734. I heard you got the box. Hope you appreciate my heroic fatherly perseverance in getting it to you. In my rough and tumble, dirty, wife beatery sort of way. Also, I hope you appreciate the many no talent douchey as I had their mitts on the bunny before you. It's like a grab baton in some huge douchebag marathon. Hey, where are you? Oh, man. The bunny was awesome, but I don't have time to talk. I'm playing Spurb, and it's kind of a nightmare. TT's breaking everything in my house. Dude, I told you to steer clear of that game. For the matter why, you probably wash your hands of flighty broads and this snarky horse shit altogether. Now there's a meteor coming, and I'm not even joking about that. It's like a big asteroid or comet or something in the sky, headed right for my house. Oh, man. How big is it? I, I don't know. Big, I guess. I gotta go. We'll talk later if I'm still alive and the Earth isn't blown up. Like the size of Texas? Or just Rhode Island? They're already doing these gra geological comparisons to give us a sense of scale, like it's really mean to think it to us. But it's like, it doesn't matter. It's always just like, wow, that's pretty big. Like, Mr. President, there's media coming, sir. Oh yeah, how big is it? It's the size of Texas. Sir, oh shit. How big is that? It's the size of New York City, sir. Oh shit. So I'm afraid it comes the size of your mom's dick. Oh snap. Sir, are you familiar with Jupiter? You mean the planet? Yeah. Well, it's that big, sir. Hmm, that sounds pretty big. I have a question. Is it Jupiter? Yes, sir. Earth is literally under siege by planet fucking Jupiter. Oh shit. Anyway, later. He just kind of goes off in his own little world for a and while. I, I, I get like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, use the pre. Uh, let's use the pre-punched card on totem lathe. You slip the pre-punched card into a slot on the totem lathe. Above, the tool arm deploys a configuration of chisels. Now you just need something to lathe. Now let's take the cruxite to the totem lathe. Cursing your lack of foresight. You return to the balcony for the Cruxite Dow you left on the pedestal. You navigate the hallway, leery of your dad, who is presently puzzling over the new fixture in his hallway. There's a little, little evasion. Yeah. Tactical stealth action. Is that an icon of the sprite, or...? I think it's the they... actual sprite. Okay, they're just hanging there. Yeah. Dad seems nonplussed about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, to be sure, like... To be fair to him, like, there is a bathroom in his stairwell now. Yeah. Maybe more focused on that? Maybe. <laughs> uh, next. Alright, TT's grabbing that toilet. Oh, she's got the cake out of it. And she's <laughs> put it back, still broken, in the bathroom. Eh, you know, you yeah. do what you can. The perfect crime. She has also put um, the cake on fake Slimer. Yeah. No one will notice. Next. Not a single person. <clears throat> you retrieve the Cruxite dowel. Dad just shrugs and heads back downstairs, presumably to do some more baking. If only he knew how hard you were at work saving his ass. Yeah. Seems, yeah. Okay, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever. Let's use the Cruxite dowel and the totem lathe. 
clamp the Cruxite in the lathe. Activate lathe. Oh, it's like a vase now. It's a pretty little thingy. The lathe carves... People... What's that? So is it a vase or two people almost kissing? Oh, shit. It could be either, depending on your interpretation of positive and negative space. Actually, the outline of this one doesn't really work with that. Yeah, it's just a totem. Yeah. It's not a vase at all. That's also true. The lathe carves one totem. You take the totem. Next. All right. I use the lathe to make this blue shapey thing. Now I guess I gotta take it back to the alchemixer again? Hello? Tentacle therapist is no longer connected. Uh. Next. <laughs> oh, she dropped the bathroom. She dropped the bathtub again. It's blocking that door. I think that's John's bedroom. <gasps> now he's say he is, is home stuck. I was about to say room stuck, but. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was already kind of stuck at home, but yeah. You know. True. Oh, man. Next. And that clock down. Clock down? <laughs> that it's the final clock, clock down. <laughs> 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 that <laughs> clock down <laughs> keeps getting lower. He's down to two minutes. Yeah, it's definitely not been a minute. Yeah. Well. No ring of this. <laughs> oh, it's too bad we didn't go through our whole little monster pee bottle thing today. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Oh, right, because there's yeah. happenings on Twitter about bottles of urine. <laughs> not every day that happens. I'm not going to explain the context for that. If you don't know, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, that's not something you need to know yeah. ever. All right, we've hit next. No, we've got a new kid now. It's the new kid on the block. New kid. A young She's lady not wearing Abercrombie and Fitch. What's that? Forget it. Okay. <laughs> I made a really bad mid-90s reference. Great. I, did, you, did you say that she'd be a fan of the band Fish? No, I, I, I said it's the new girl on the block, but she doesn't wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, oh, okay. That's an even worse reference than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a plethora yeah. of bad references. The Homestuck story. Yep. A young lady stands in her bedroom. Due to a violent storm, her house has just lost power, along with her wireless internet connection. This has severed her link to a popular video game she was playing with a young man at a critical moment. That young man is relying on this young lady to reestablish a connection somehow. This young lady named... Named... It's on the tip of your tongue. What was the name of this young lady again? Let's enter her name. Flighty Broad. No, that wasn't it. Hmm. One more time. Rose Lalonde. So the names would probably not were made by Hussy. No, the the names were entered by people. Huh. I wonder where the person who like named the characters is now and yeah, how they feel know. about all of this. That's a great question. I definitely remember because I actually paid attention to this shit when it first started. Uh, when John Egbert was being named, the very first response was Zeusmel Pooplord, and John Egbert was the first like real name that somebody suggested. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I like, I never, like, I, I, you, from, you can kind of tell from what I've said, or I've read all of Prom Sleuth, mm. read the beginning acts of Homestuck. Right. So I've never been there when it was actually happening with the. Yeah. 
that is my only instance of being there because then after about a week i'm like i don't want to keep up with this suggestion box i'll just read the comic yeah what you know probably for the best yeah let's examine the room all right your name is rose as was previously mentioned you are without electricity although your laptop computer still functions on battery power you have a variety of interests you have a passion for rather obscure literature. You enjoy creative writing and are somewhat secretive about it. You have a fondness for the bestially strange and fictitious, and sometimes dabble in psychoanalysis. You also like to knit, and your room is a bit of a mess. And on occasion, if just the right one strikes your fancy, you like to play video games with your friends. What will you do? I retrieve arm from the purple box. The purple package's contents are private. No one is allowed to look inside. Ride like a foul gentleman puke on your bed. Ugh, what a terrible idea. The thought alone makes you sick to your stomach. Raise a little eyebrow. Yeah. Peach smells for the rock cooking. Yeah, she's uh, she doesn't seem as into these kind of shenanigans as John. Yeah, she's serious. Yeah, she's got black lipstick. Mm-hmm. Uh, stroke writing journal, mutter by precious. You would only resort to such an embarrassing activity while no one was watching. These journals are for your eyes only. Let's get that violin. You catalog the violin, storing it in the root card of your Silidex. Let's play Haunting Refrain on Violin. You waste approximately 40 seconds playing the violin while your friend is in peril. Nice time management skills there, sweetheart. It's a nice song. Yeah. She plays well. Yeah. Tell Liv Tyler you love her before impact. Since your good-for-nothing friend is obviously not going to bail you out in time, you issue words of parting fondness to dear, sweet Liv. Oh, if only Affleck could have been the one to make the final sacrifice instead of her stubborn, blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth father. Then she would fall into your arms for consolation, and you would be the one to make the deceased Bruce Willis proud. Isn't that what we all want? Oh, I think so. To yeah. make a deceased Bruce Willis proud? Yeah. Oh, meanwhile, Rose should catalog the knitting supply bag. Yeah. We should also state... John is preparing to kiss his uh, Liv Tyler uh, yeah. Armageddon poster. Yeah. <laughs> you get the knitting bag. It occupies the left leaf card under the violin, per the tree modus's alphabetical sorting method. K is less than V. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's binary trees. Uh, oh, I like, you got all the Lovecraftian problems with monsters out in the back. Yeah, yeah. Those, uh, those... Feature pretty heavily into Rose's, uh... That's, that's what she likes. Yeah. I look at the window, Rose. Your panoramic window offers a view of your yard below, and the mausoleum housing your dead cat, Jaspers, who died when you were young. Your mom had the structure erected with a spirit of scornful irony in response to your youthfully innocent request to hold a funeral for the animal. At least, that's how you come to interpret the gesture in retrospect. You can also make out a silhouette of the laboratory next door, a facility which likely broadcasts a strong wireless internet signal. You may be able to connect the signal from a different part of the house. Perhaps if you seek higher ground? Let's get that laptop. 
So, yeah, her cat died and her mom built it a mausoleum. That's... Hmm, okay. Yeah. You take the laptop and prepare to make the journey through the house. L is less than V, but L is greater than K. This causes the tree to be unbalanced, so your Silidex auto-balances itself. Now the laptop occupies the root card, while the other two items comprise the leaves. Let's examine the book on the desk. Yeah, let's not worry about all those things that got said at the end there. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, no. This book is absolutely indispensable for enthusiasts of your ilk, of which there are very few. It is the grimoire for summoning the zoologically dubious. Mm. Let's take the book. You take the grimoire. G is less than L, G is less than K. Let's go explore the house. You leave your bedroom. Hanging just next to your door in the hallway is a painting of an exquisite wizard. Your mother collects these awful things ironically. She must know how much you detest them. And there's no doubt in your mind she stores these dreadful things in the house to bother you. Down the hall to the right is the way to the observatory. Perhaps you'll be able to connect from up there. Your mother's room is also in that direction. You'll have to watch your step. Let's have Rose tiptoe to the observatory. You approach a juncture in the hallway. Beyond the juncture is the observatory. Uh, next. That's uh, a dark hallway. Mm -hmm. Sneaking. Creeping up to it. Ah, oh, lightning! There's a, there's a silhouette. Yeah. Let's have Rose sneak by. Oh, now the silhouette's gone. Sorry, I have hiccups. <laughs> Next. This door leads up to the observatory. You haven't ventured up there in quite some time. Let's go. That is an exquisite wizard. Yeah, those are some serious wizards, man. Yep. Ugh, he's like summoning a flame, and then there's a one, there's a statue with like a crystal ball. Yeah. They're, those are some premium mall quality uh, wizards. Yep. Let's go through the door. The door opens to an exterior walkway, leading to the observatory entrance. You've seen less inclement weather before. Oh, the things you'll do to help out a friend. Why does this walkway have no guardrail on it? Yeah, like, this seems super dangerous. Yeah. Like, they have a kid? Also, like, house? why not just have this be an enclosed hallway? Well, like, you know, it's the observatory. You gotta have uh, a little bit of pomp and circumstance going there. Oh, sure. You should probably have, a, like, a, a roof, though. Yeah. And guardrails. Yes, definitely guardrails. Gar guardrails before roof. Yes, yes. It's the tree silidex. Yeah. <laughs> Am I doing it right? Am I doing... <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. Yeah. Uh, let's hurry up to that observatory. All right, she's hurried on in. There's nothing in there but a big old telescope. Look into the sun. <laughs> it's raining now. Look into the sun. That's not the command, Ashley. <laughs> Maybe it should have been. <laughs> if I was here... Yeah. Maybe there would have been a hilarious joke about trying to look into the sun and what, wasting more time. What could have been. Yeah. <laughs> Read my homesuck AU. Yeah. Oh, trust me. There's plenty of those. Oh, I'm sure. Let's try to connect. Just on a human level. Yeah. You first put your laptop down on the floor to get it situated. 
but removing it from the root card causes all the branches and leaves to be severed. Your items are dumped unceremoniously on the floor. Eh. If there's no glass shards and did shoot out. Yeah. Let's see what you can observe from this observatory. You're in a hurry, sure, but that doesn't mean you can't take a moment to peek through the huge telescope. You find a gap in the clouds. It seems a flurry of smaller meteoroids is streaking steadily overhead. You're not sure what this means, but it's somewhat disconcerting. Stack laptop on the grimoire to maximize elevation. That's how signals work. Yep. You'll need every advantage you can get. Access the laboratory Wi-Fi network. Please don't be password protected. <laughs> there are several signals being broadcasted from the laboratory, each of relatively decent strength. One of them is mysteriously and quite conveniently unsecured, requiring no password. You select the signal and reconnect to the game with John. Also, I think we need to take a moment and recognize her desktop wallpaper, which is uh, like a fancy 19th century lady in a dress with, like, tentacles coming out of it. That's, I don't know, that's all. Yeah, no, yeah, that's good. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. And also there's the game FAQ's front page. Yep, yep. Up oh, only 40 seconds. Yeah, his, his clock is, his clock down is getting low. Yep. Hurry up and open my door! Not that it even matters. I think I'm probably dead no matter what. Patience. We still haven't used the new totem. What? I believe we'll create an item on the punch card. So what is it? Like an apple or something? What good will that even do? We'll see. I found no evidence that anyone has successfully created the item. And the content of the card appears to be variable from session to session. One instance is described as an eggy looking thing. Sick. Do we have enough of those building jewels to make it? Uh, according to the Anthemus, it is a free item. This speaks to importance. This speaks to its importance, in my view. Now off you go. Move door from hinges. Well, there goes the rest of your build grist. Put bathtub back. You probably should have just done this in the first place. Eh. 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 Let's take the tome to the Alchemider. Gotta get those stupid blocks out of the way first. The Colonel Sprite's getting awfully worked up about all this. Oh, it is, is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I forgot! <laughs> Who could have foresaw that? <laughs> uh, let's remove the blocks. You store the perfectly generic objects in your Fernalia registry, potentially to be deployed at a later time. Did, did he just have a th thesaurus? Yeah. Uh, I, I a probably... bullshit word dictionary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, next. All right. Yeah, it made a tree, and the tree dropped an apple. The apple of knowledge, maybe? Perhaps? Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Let's put some sound in this thing and take a bite of that apple. Oh, shit. It's loading. <laughs> Meteor's Media, Meteor's heading in. Yep. To these... This very identical suburb. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
I like the train sound effect being added here. <laughs> oh yeah, it works. It works. Uh, that, that meteor's quite like an oncoming train. Yes. If I so say myself. <gasps> An explosion. It, it hit. There's a big old mushroom cloud. No, I don't have to John. His dad's probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a knowing laugh. A <laughs> laugh of someone who's gone down into the hole of madness. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're, you are now posed at the, the edge of that hole because, well, read, it, that, read that next command. Uh, it's the end of Act One. You've reached the end of Act One. You're you've made the first step on a long and winding journey into the magical world of Homestuck. <sighs> so yeah, uh, that is that's Act One. Let's, let's we should take a moment and debrief. Not that I mean, listen, Act One is a little slow. There's not a lot that happens in it other than that end part. But yeah, yeah. so. That's what, like, when I first tried to read this... Yeah. That's what it said to me, was that Act 1 is really bad. Well, not bad, but, like, super slow. Yes. And it's, like, the reason why people like Hopestuck is not for the first act. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so, when I really enjoyed the first act... Oh, I see. No, no. I was like, yeah. this is either the, like, this is either a really good sign that I'm gonna really enjoy the next part... Or this is a horrible sign where, like, this is going to change dramatically. I would say it is a good sign. I also like Act 1. It is a little, I guess, yeah, it's it's a bit slow. And I think the number one thing that's really great about Homestuck is the character interaction, which is a little slight in this one. You get some of it. Um, but uh, because we only have, like, two named characters at this point, it's not as uh, heavy as it gets later on. So I think Act 1 is more like a sampling of the stuff that is really great about it so much. It's not like it takes a sudden left turn into something totally different. Yeah. Uh, should we continue on? 